yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, boy, I love it, love it. Yeah. I love it, love it. Yeah, yeah. I love my HBCU. Yeah. And man, yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the HBCU sports lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouse. But if they won, she tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Talkin they about. compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna lose, yeah. and who the ball. So listen to Professor Yesa yes, and pay attention, boy. cause he gon' teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Cavill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab. With Mike Washington, yes, I said Mike Washington. He's actually here. I would say in the flesh, but I guess it's different when you're on virtual. He's here. He's on the screen. <laughs> and Charles Bishop. Hey, hi, Mike. Mike. Hi, Mike. <laughs> What's up, fellas? Man, it's happy to see you, man. I almost forgot what you look like. <laughs> It, it is good. It is good to be back in the lab. I see Charles over there flexing his biceps. Look, <laughs> look at all in the cameras. Yeah, yeah, you still look pretty. <laughs> Welcome to episode three sixty one, and inside the HBC Sports Lab Radio Show and Podcast, the show that's covering the sporting HBC dash for all things HBC sports. For institutions large and small, from the NEIA to the NCA, we share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics, to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs and the business of HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, along with my co-host, Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. We're filming from our home studios and sending a signal live. KCOH 1230 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer, Ralph Cooper in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University for... Houston, Texas, and obviously that's the multi-Hall of Famer, Ralph Cooper. With that being said, ask Mike how he's doing. So I'm going to go to you, Charles. How you doing, Charles? Doing well, Doc. It's cold this week. No golf this week. It's all head down this week. So <laughs> Yeah, if you bold, you're a bold no. bad man you got out there in this weather. I, I was going to ask. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. No, no, no golfing with the little orange balls or the little pink balls in the snow or ice or whatever. Yeah, anytime it gets below 55, you cut me off. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. Today's episode of Inside the HBC Sports Lab was sponsored by THGA Agency LLC. THGA Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. Uh, with that being said, uh, all serious, Mike, how you doing? Good, Doc. Just life on the road, but glad to be back. Basketball season's getting hot and warm and got some other kinds of news happening across the world. But just glad to be back in the house with, with my dog, CB, and, and you, of course. My dog, uh, y'all know y'all know him as Dr. Gaville. We knew him as a few other names back in the day, a.k.a. Bear. <laughs> So, <laughs> so I shouldn't have said that, huh? Going blows, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that, huh? <laughs> well, I tell you, I don't know about some of these folks. 
<laughs> you can't kid your friends. I don't know who you can. Uh, but on a more serious note, somber note, uh, North Carolina Central University mourns the passing of alumnus assistant coach George Williams. North Carolina Central University mourns the loss of the alumnus of the women's basketball assistant coach, as I said. Uh, George Williams, who passed away on Monday, January the 30th, 30th at age 71. He was a 1973 graduate of North Carolina Central. Williams returned to the women's basketball program as a volunteer from 2022-2023 season after previous serving as a head assistant coach for the Eagles for seven seasons from 2002 to nine. He held the title of assistant head coach when North Carolina Central won the last league title in the program history, the CIAA championship in 2006-07. Williams also worked as a teacher with the Durham Public Schools and was head girls coach at Hillside High School from 1988 to 1997, where he had five 21-season, six state playoff appearances, three conference championships, three sectional championships, and a regional championship and a state championship. Williams was a three-time Pack Coach of the Year, was picked as a 4A state coach, coach championship coach. The four sports athlete, Terry Stanford High School in Fayetteville, North Carolina, also coached girls track, wrestling, football at Hillside. Williams also coached at E.E. E. Smith High School in Fayetteville State University. Uh, with that being said, let's give a moment of pause for none other than George Williams assistant coach of North Carolina Central University. With that being said, you know, it's midpoint for the swag. So I'm, I'm interested. We might get a chance to get in a little talk maybe before the end of the show and see what your thoughts in terms of some midterm grades since Charles is just throwing grades around here and <laughs> testing and quizzing kids on where is the Student section in the arena. Oh, student, they just like. This <laughs> 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 is a trick question. I'm not sure, but let me go to you. Let me go to you, Charles, since you are um, doing your work as the adjunct professor here at Texas Southern University, putting in work. What's some other news of the day that you want to share out there? Yeah, well, let's take a look at the MEAC as they announced their weekly men's basketball honors presented by Coca-Cola, Howard University sophomore Elijah Hawkins, and Maryland Eastern Shore graduate forward Nathaniel Pollard have been named the MEAC men's basketball co-players of the week uh, announced today. Uh, and Howard University Shot Odom was also named the rookie of the week, while Delaware State's redshirt sophomore Raymond Somerville was announced the defensive player of the week. Let's take a look at the statistics. Uh, first, for Elijah Hawkins, he averaged 17 points, 10 assists, for the Bison this past week, going to combine 10 of 19, 53% from the floor, and 5 of 6 from three-point range. He recorded 17 points and 10 assists each in wins over North Carolina Central and South Carolina State. And against the Eagles, he also grabbed five rebounds and two steals. We take a look now at co-player uh, of the week, uh, Maryland Eastern Shore graduate forward Nathaniel Pollard. He averaged 22.5 points, 11.5 rebounds uh, per game as the Hawks. They defeated Coppin State and Morgan State to remain in a tie for first place in the MEAC standards. He had 23 points and 12 rebounds and six assists against the Eagles before turning in a 22.11 rebound effort against the Bears for the week. Pollard was 15 for 21, 71% from the floor, and 15 of 18 from the free throw line. That's 83%. So those were the MEAC players of the week. Hey, Charles. Uh 
uh, since you were you uh, as well as A.D. Drew were a little concerned with Maryland Eastern Shore ranking last week. Did you happen to see what Maryland Eastern Shore did over the weekend? I I, I happened to catch uh, notice what Maryland Eastern Shore did over the weekend. Uh, and what yeah, did they I do? They, yeah. I, I think they're ranking. No, we'll, we'll get to we'll, we'll get to the poll, we'll, Mike. You know, we'll let it be known. I, think I, I just want to know what they, what what they, they did. did. <laughs> they, know, I'm gonna let you know. They were number one, right? <laughs> yeah, they were number one. They won. They won. AD Drew is in the background driving the bus. I'm just making sure that he, he's paying attention, which he always is, because, you know, I wanted to make sure he was aware as well. I saw the show on Sunday, so he is very aware. That was prior to Monday's game where they uh, put in some work as well, but just wanted to be known. But with that being said, let me go to you, Mike. What's on your mind for news of the day? Well, I, I know we start off with the basketball honors, but as usual, I'm going to start off crazy and off, off script. So I got this text. Then I got this little whatever, meme or whatever. HBCU Tennessee Tennessee State earns uh, university earns two Grammy nominations. Bam. So congratulations, Tennessee State University's aristocratic bands received great news, of course. On Tuesday, the Recording Academy announced the nominations for the 65th Grammy Awards and Tennessee State University appeared on the list not once, but twice. So according to the cool. AP News, the first nomination is for the marching band's album, The Urban Heminal. Hmm. hmm. The Urban Heminal. And the nice. best <laughs> and the best roots gospel album category. Okay. Urban Heminal, best roots gospel. Uh, I don't see that at halftime, but we'll see. Anyway. So <laughs> They also, the, <laughs> they also received the second Grammy nomination for the collaboration on a spoken word single with artist Jay Ivey. So congratulations to the Aristocrats, cool. Tennessee State University's marching band on two Grammy nominations. I have to give kudos to my wife. She is a Grammy hound so when it comes to the academy award and the grammys she points out all of this stuff so i then then all of a sudden i was getting <laughs> shout out to kim. whatever so shout out to kim she gave me this this little thing did you see this on the grammys yeah but that that ain't previews marching band but whatever so anyway <laughs> congratulations to the tennessee state aristocratic bands on their two grammy nominations that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Hey, Brandon King. That's a shout out for you, Tennessee yeah. State. That's about all, all y'all getting a shout out right now because it's the basketball. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying, that's my boy. I'm just giving him some love. We talked about the other. LaShawn Harris, Ron Waters getting in here. Brandon King, Carol Keelum, Ricky Burton, Chuck Hunt up here showing us love. Sarah Beverly. What else we got here? Willie Alex Hines. Maurice Jackson is in the building. Edwin D. Moore uh, getting it done. Who else we have in here? Appreciate y'all jumping in here, giving us some love in terms of shout out. Y'all buried the lead. Y'all buried the lead. Tomorrow's signing day. I know y'all have all these schools that have been signing all these folks all along. And tomorrow's when you put pen to paper past the early signing day. So Jackson State holding a signing day. Prairie View's holding a signing day. Southern's holding a sign today. I'm, I'm sure the other folks are holding one as well. But tomorrow's <laughs> a big day. G-Boom Holly's in here coming from the cold to get in the lab. Yeah, it's cold out there. 
I'll let you in now. It's cold. Shut the door. Shut the door. It's cold. <laughs> cold and, 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 and that's cold say, spelled C-O-L-E. That's cold. Yeah. Yeah, real cold. Yeah, real cold. <laughs> well, I just want to give a shout out there. Since we're talking about a little band, I say Southern University Human Jukebox perform at Reese, Reese's Senior Bowl. As they're getting nice. to love that Saturday, February the 4th. University of South Alabama in Hancock Whitney Stadium. They'll be there. Uh, we'll perform pregame, halftime, and in-game uh, music as they continue to get it done. There are two HBC participants, FAMU Isaiah Lane and Jackson State's Aubrey Miller Jr. will be participating in the Reese's Senior Bowl uh, as they can uh, get watched and, and perform uh, a lot of this to see where they may. Uh, hopefully will go in the NFL draft as they start looking for the process there. The game will be on the NFL Network if you want to check it out. And it's 1.30 p.m. February the 4th. With that being said, let's get into our first break. We'll come back on the other side, and we will get into week number four in terms of the major division. We'll have women's and men's to break down the top five programs and see who's in, who's out, and what's going on as things continue to push forward. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll everybody <laughs> we all go why not enjoy the go with Charmin since 2002 empowerment resources Inc a nonprofit organization has empowered more than 1500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties through its programs journey into womanhood girls mentoring life skills for teens and parenting education coaching to get involved with programs volunteer or donate visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org follow us on social media facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowerment j-a-x t madden and associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood we're turning injury to cash T. Madden and Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our client. Call T. Madden and Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. Like a machine. 
So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes, and pay attention, because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Mill with Inside HBC Sports Lab. Let's get into the major division women's basketball poll ranking in week number four. Dropping out this week, Alabama a and Bulldogs, after picking up two big victories at home, dropped two on the road. One probably uh, up major upset when they lost to FAMU, but then they – I dropped another one at Bethune-Cookman that bounced back after two losses on the road. So you had that kind of season for some of the teams in the middle uh, where they go on these highs of highs, lows of lows, doing many teams, are doing what they need to do at home, but they can't quite get the split on the road, uh, which will be interesting to see what goes on. Uh, but those receiving votes, Southern Jaguars sitting at 9-11, 6-3, right in the mix of a lot of teams that are sitting at 6-3, along with Alabama and then Bulldogs. Still receiving votes at eight and eleven, six and three. Both of those two teams have twenty-eight and thirteen points respectively. Then you have Prairie View and Panthers sitting at nine and eleven, six and three themselves at eleven points uh, in all three of those teams in the Southwestern Athletic Conference race. But Don Cookman seven and two, six and three as well. Another sweat team sitting in that six and three. So you get a little refrain there and see what's going on. But let's get into the top five where we have a new team jumping into the top five. Right there at number five is none other than Howard Bison sitting nine and eleven, five and two. Had a big weekend, got things done. Sixty-one points were not ranked as they continue to push forward. At number four, Jackson State Tigers eleven and eight, eight and one. They're just rolling, uh, sitting at eighty-six points, and they closed the gap at number three, but couldn't quite jump them uh, with fourth place. I won't be surprised if they overtake them with a couple more victories. Sitting at number three. Norfolk State Spartans, they bounce back and get a big victory, 17 and 4, 5 and 1, going undefeated this week and win 88 points. Uh, remain at number three. And number two, North Carolina AT, State Ag. Oh. 14, 6, 8 and 1. They're rolling. That big okay. victory. They had a close one at home, but they got it done, and that's what counts this time, uh, time of the year. Uh, it doesn't ask you in the column how pretty was it. They just want to know at the end of the day when it goes to zero, do you have one more point than the other team? And they did just that as they got it done. Uh, they received three first-place votes, 104 points. Greens to number one. Morgan State Bears solidifying where they stand, 13-6, big victory, 6-0. Previously had that victory over Norfolk State um, to make sure that they made their statement when they had a chance last week, but they continue to roll. Five first-place votes, 112 votes. You're getting a lot of – Cancellation, COVID-related in terms of the number of players on the men, women's side in the MEAC. So that's where you're not getting so many conference games played, um, just to keep that in uh, your, your thoughts when you break down this thing. Let me go to you, Charles. What are your thoughts on the top five programs in week number four? How, how many has North Carolina a won in a row? Um, They should have. It had to be like eight. Nine, okay. Yeah. Early yeah. I, I know that I knew there were some teams that were streaking, and I know Jackson State they had like a five-game win streak. I know Morgan has a six-game win streak. I was curious where A T was within that that win streak, but I think the poll pretty much is right on target. I think Howard is one of those emerging teams. Destiny Howe, leading scorer in the MIAC, uh, she's a load uh, in terms of uh, a double-double machine. But uh, you know, uh, it, I, I'm I'm 
I, I, I guess I take a look at a team like Jackson State. They've been chugging along with a, a couple of injuries along the way. So they can they can only get stronger as we go down the stretch here, uh, especially when they get a player like uh, Maya Crump back in the lineup and she gets back into the groove of doing her thing. But I think the poll is pretty much on, on spot on this week. Uh, excuse me, so Charles. So A&T Charles, has won uh, three straight. Yeah. And, and uh, Lady Tigers have won five straight. A&T, yeah, did you have straight. one in terms of Morgan State? How many they won in a row? Six in a row. Thank you. Six in yeah. a row. Mm-hmm. Mike, what you ha- what are your thoughts on the poll rankings for the women's? Yeah, yeah. So I wonder where Southern was. You know, if you look at look if you look at where they are in the standings, they're six and three. They would be if you were if we went further enough, they would be at six. They've been just six outside okay. of the top five. Yeah. All right. And then I wonder if a head to head, Prairie View and women, I, did they not beat Jackson State head to head? They did. Yes. Okay, so then I wonder where head-to-head factors. Other than that, I to be honest, at this point in the juncture, at this point in the season, I have no no quorums with your poll. I just wanted those two data points. Where does Southern fall, and how do we factor kind of the head-to-head? Jackson State has been rolling, and then uh, North Carolina A&T, they got, what, five or six straight. So you can't really deny, you know, the way your poll set up and where they fall out right now. I will say that there's one of the things long- to, to you to your Go point ahead. there, which is a great point you're making, is uh Southern and Alabama AM defeated Prairie View, which is right. part of their two losses there. AM was on the road, but Southern was at home. Um they did get the win over Jackson State, uh, but that's kind of outlier for them. Um and the biggest thing that probably hurt Prairie View in terms of after they beat Jackson State, they jumped in the top five. But then they turned yeah. around and lost two straight in Alabama. They lost to both right. Alabama State, which did go yeah. overtime, but they lost it. And then they lost yeah. to Alabama AM. They kind of pulled away late. Yeah, that Alabama tour. On that Alabama yeah. tour really hurt them. So there's parity across there, but uh nothing nothing wrong with the polls, Doc. I think you hit it spot on. That was a strong win last night, Jack to say that. So uh that yeah. was that was uh I, I oh, took notice of that win, uh especially being on the road in Southern. Uh, always on a Monday, Charles. You know, on, you on like Monday. Monday. Yeah, those Monday games are, are weird nights where anything can happen. But Jackson State was able to uh, hold serve with regards to a uh, close game at halftime. But uh, Jackson State was able to stretch out there in the fourth quarter. Yep. Good stuff. Good points. Let's get into the men's side of top five as we drop it down, um, get it done there. And uh, we'll mix around. And after the break, we'll bring in on some inside. I did want to give an update in terms of some sports coming on this week uh, as we can get in there with HBCU Go. So I'll give you some updates in terms of what some of those games will be uh, coming into the week. Saturday and Sunday as they've been showcasing a good amount of the games, doing their thing there. So they have their Saturday, Sunday, I mean, Saturday, Monday split that they've been doing, February 4th and 6th. They have Grambling State at Alabama State for the doubleheader. Uh, both men's and women's. Um, and then on Monday, uh, next Saturday, I should say, it's 12.33 o'clock kickoffs, tip-offs. Uh, and then on Monday, it's 5.30, 8 o'clock, which is Mississippi Valley State at Alcorn State, the rivalry game there. Doubleheaders mm-hmm. in the mix will be going down. So it'll be fascinating to see what's going on there. Let me give you some updates. You talked about A&T with their three straight wins, playing solid uh, as they continue to kind of mix it in and get it going. Uh, Tennessee State 
struggled. They had one game they won uh, essentially by a forfeit um, as a team couldn't suit up. So I've been intriguing because I've kind of seen this around the country where while the men are able to kind of push through it, um, you're having some trouble on the one side. Across the board, at least at the Division One level, that's in the MEAC. Um, you've seen that with the OVC or the opponent of Tennessee State, but you've even seen it with some of the other Division One programs outside of that. So that's been kind of fascinating to see how that's going when you talk about some of those matchups there. Uh, when Tennessee State got the forfeit win over Lindenwood in terms of that matchup, uh, but on this past Thursday, it lost to Southeast Missouri 77-59. So struggling a little bit this season in terms of the Lady Tigers sitting at 7-13 overall, 3-7 and seven in terms of what they're going on there. And then obviously we talked about how well a t is doing uh, as they are sitting in first place in the conference. Um, they have a one-game lead over the next two teams, Drexel Dragons and Stony Brook Seawood. Um, they are 14 and six overall, eight and one, as you saw in the poll ranking, uh, winning three straight, looking good there. But Hampton um, is not doing as well, seven and 12, four and five in terms of what they're doing in the conference race, uh, sitting at the middle part, bottom half of the conference, struggling in terms of those matchups. With that being said, let's go to our break. We'll come back on the other side, get into the men's top five, see what you're talk- thinking about things going on there. Men's race is exciting. Uh, at the top, to some degree, much like you see on the women's in the middle. Southern, it seems that they're trying to push away a little bit, but it's really intriguing when you think about the MEAC because this is a surprise at the top of the MEAC. And as I showed you last week, to some people, it's surprising the poll ranking. We'll see if it holds true this week. Stiglitz will be right back after this break. Charles, we call it tease. Yeah. I see. I see. Your ad could be ran here. MyJBN.com backslash support. MyJBN.com backslash support for more information. Driving offers the most advanced and luxurious pickup in its class. Yeah, it rocks. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com That's www.slowburnwaco.com Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Never not working. Never not working. Never, ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. It's like a loot machine. Going around town, trying to get down. 
If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot left, and who the ball, ball, So listen to Professor, uh, yes sir, yes sir, and pay attention, boy. cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside HBC Sports Lab. Let's get into the men's side of things and break it down and see what you guys think about what's going on in the men's top five. Uh, in the major division, dropping out this week. We did have one team that dropped out, Morgan State Bears. They were rolling for a while, had that big win that you saw earlier. But uh, since then, they've kind of fallen on hard times, losing two straight games, including one to Maryland Eastern Shore, which was certainly a statement. They followed 11-11 overall, 4-3, and three, and out of the poll. Let's see who's receiving votes this week. Grambling State Tigers. Sit at 13 and 8, 6 and 3 at 35 points. Another team that started really hot. Um, they're still in the mix, uh, but they hadn't probably pushed forward as much as you think they may have after they got off to a pretty hot start in conference play. And certainly coming into conference play, they were doing things. Another team that is struggling based on how they did things early on. When you think about it, uh, dropping out of that in terms of what it looks like. Tennessee State, 12 and 11, 4 and 6, as they continue to get it done. Morgan State Bears sit at 11 and 11, 4 and 3 with 23 points. And Arkansas Pine Bluff Lions sit at 10 and 12, 6 and 3 for 22 points as these teams kind of struggle, uh, but still better than others as they got a chance to push on the outside, looking up into the top five. So who's in the top five? We have number five, Alcorn State Braves, 10 and 11, 7 and 2, 78 points. They fall two spots. Uh, they had a tough mm. loss to Southern, but Southern is playing so well, and it was on the road. Um, so with what some of the other teams did and couldn't get consistency, they didn't fall out of the top five, but they do fall two spots. Mike Jones told us to watch out for the Braves, but they couldn't quite get it as the Southern Jaguars <laughs> and red hot. And number four, Norfolk State Spartans bounced back after they took a couple to the chin. Uh, they had 15 and 7, 5 and 2, big win over North Carolina Central as they got it done Monday night. Got to watch that game last night on ESPNU. Good ball game. Kind of went back and forth. They had a lead that they controlled for most of the game. Every once in a while, Central would make a run, but they just couldn't quite get over the hurdle. They had 82 points. They were outside of the pole because of a couple of losses they had last week, but they found a way to jump back in it and right the ship, at least for now. Bring us to number three, Southern Jaguars sit at 12 and 10, 8 and 1, and they're rolling. Had the big victories over the state of Mississippi, starting with Alcorn State, which was really a battle for first place. They big handled um, Southern late. Um, it was one of those two point games, and then they pull away late to get a solid victory. They come back last night, and that game was on television as well, on ESPNU, as I got a chance to watch that out. Man, I had the iPads out there watching that. HBCU had their game on with Alabama State uh, as they traveled to FAMU, so got to watch all this in the mix. So, you know, I was really excited about uh, how much I got to see in terms of HBCU uh, men's Division One basketball and add the women's on there on HBCU Go as they do the doubleheader. But with that said, let's get back into the top five, talking about three Southern Jaguars. 12 and 10, 8 and 1, two first place votes, 83 points. They move up a spot. They take care of Jackson State, and it looked like they were going to run Jackson State out of it. I mean, I think Jackson State had 15 points at half. Credit yeah, to Jackson 40 State to 15. They yeah. Back. 
Yeah, they pushed back in that uh, second half and got the score down uh, to, to a couple of possessions. Uh, and then it just looked like they ran out a little gas. Southern Jaguars made a couple of big plays mm-hmm. uh, in that matchup to get it done. You have to give credit to the Jaguars as they are finding ways this year. They're winning those close games as they did not last year after starting off hot. Looks like they're going to be in it to win it and end to the end. And number two, Howard Bison. They are just streaking along. They're playing really good uh, basketball in a lot of ways as they just continue to win. They sit at 14 and 10, 6 and 1. Uh, four first place votes, 100 points. Uh, Howard has won six games in a row. Howard has won six games in a row. Bringing us to number one, Maryland Eastern Shore, when everybody else thought it was a joke, how could this happen? They had 13 and 8, 6 and 1. They hold on to the number one. They grab another first place vote with five to solidify things after winning two games this weekend, 112 points. They have a win streak of six games. So they're looking really good in terms of what they're getting done. Uh, uh, of just winning some big-time games and just continue to push forward. Southern Jaguars, as they've won um, three in a row, pretty solid. They had that tough loss in there to Pine Bluff on the road. But other than that, obviously, uh, they have won, what, was it eight of their last nine games with three in a row. With that being said, let me start with you, Mike, in terms of the top five uh, with Maryland Eastern. Sure, Hawks. Yes, the Hawks, mighty Hawks, are at number one for the second week in a row. Mike, what are your thoughts in terms of the top five? Man, man to, be, to be honest, you can't you can't argue with the Maryland Eastern Shore, six <clears> and <throat> one. I, I, you, you just you, you really can't. I mean, who is their their loss to Norfolk State uh, at home early early in January? So you can't really argue with that. What I can argue with. That was first game, do, too. You're right. Good catch. Bro. Yeah, first game. What I can bring the concern with was Southern. Uh, they have some quality wins. Howard had does do, but I, I would rank Southern just meeting, looking at that eye test and how they're playing lately. I would rank Southern over Howard. Just how they're playing and looking at the type of offense and defense, they've won some tough games on the road. Yes, they did lose to Pine Bluff in Pine Bluff, middle of January. If that's not, uh, if my memory don't fade me, uh, but I saw part of that game. But you're looking at Southern and you, and looking at the eye test and how they're playing. I would rank them above Howard. That's the only tweak or change I would make to the poll. Other than that, you got it. I like what you said. Let's, let's look at a little bit of that for those out there. Southern defeated Texas Southern on the road, 77 to 76. That game was overtime, was a buzzer beater. Yep. Texas Southern had bounced back a little bit. They won three in a row before they lost at home to the rival Prairie View. Really good game. It could have went either way. It was a double overtime just to give you some indication of how tough that matchup was. Southern goes to Prairie View and gets it done. It goes down to the wire. They went 66-62. Prairie's in the middle. They kind of struggled. Um, looks like they may be getting some things together as they get a point guard back in the matchup, which Texas Southern has well. Um, so it'll be interesting, as you're saying, are those as quality wins as we thought they would be, or are maybe they're just okay wins? Now you had the rivalry um, in terms of Southern getting their three games in a row. They played Bramlin, uh, Sam U, the Florida schools. But then they go on the road to Pine Bluff. They lose that one, 62 to 55. And Southern 
in terms of Valley. They win that 84-70. Then they host two at home. So the first nine, they have their five home games during this first nine. So on the backside, they'll have five of the road games of the nine. So it'll be interesting to see how that kind of flips out uh, and what that looks like. But great points when you talk about some of these key matchups um, when you're looking at some tough teams. Uh, let's look at it for Howard since you think they should be over Howard because I think there's some good points you make there. I want to see what that looks like when you talk about what Howard has done in terms of some of their games. Obviously, he started out, they defeated Delaware State 84-64. That was a home. They go on the road and beat Eastern Shore. Only home, the only loss for Eastern Shore when you talk about it. So, hmm, interesting to see that's what that big, looks like. That's a big quality win. That's a big quality win. Yeah. yeah, now yeah, now they even look stronger. They get a win over Norfolk State. That's another top five. That's program, another one. Norfolk State. Yeah. They do that on the road. Now it's a little controversial, but at this point, they won. And I want to tease AD a little bit about this. Remember we were breaking down, and I had the question, was that a two-shot technical? At least according to what the announcer said last night, uh, Jones got the information back that he was correct. It should not have been only a one-shot technical foul, uh, which is tough um, over okay. these times. And I was wondering that, and I was asking that. And I said that about technical foul. That's a little off-subject. We'll get back to it. Uh, but, they get the but, big win on MLK Day over Morehouse. They trust them like they're supposed to do a Division II program. Um, they get the win over Morgan State. And at the time, Morgan State was playing well, 88-56. Um, they do what they're supposed to do to Coppin State, those games at home. They beat – Central, that was another home game. So they played most of those games at home, but they got a big win over Norfolk State on the road and big win over Maryland Eastern Shore on the road. They got some tough road games that will be interesting like they got the second some, half they got, of the season. They got, they got some tough road road games. I, I will give you that. But if you look at the, you know, you look at their last games, I mean, I mean, South Carolina State, North Carolina Central, Coppin State, Morgan State, you know, I, I will give you their tough more Maryland Eastern Shore, but you know, you look at the rec look at the records of what's the record of those teams. Yeah, uh, they're they're, they're, they're a combined yeah. losing record. The last three or four teams, right? So now, that's no, you're talking about with Maryland, with Maryland Eastern Shore. Central no, is at ten and eleven. They just lost three in a row, so they had a winning record when they played yeah. them. You're right. When you talk about Coppin State, South Carolina State. They're sitting at the bottom of the conference. You can't. Yes, they are at the bottom. Coppin uh, State, South Carolina State, but, North Carolina But Southern Central. had a win over Valley. They had a win over FAMU that was lost. Let me let Charles get in here. I like the way Mike Mike pushed back a little bit this week. That's good. He comes <laughs> back in the mix and he yeah. roll up his sleeves. I got something to say. Well, come well, back he, to me, Mike. Let me let Charles he, come in. Here's what scares me a little bit about Maryland Eastern Shore. Uh, uh, number deservedly number one right now, but they're like seven in the MEAC in, in the offense. And at yeah. some point, now, that has yeah, to catch up. Yeah, now they're the number exactly. one defense. They're the number one defense. I give them credit on that. But at some point, you got to put the ball in the hole uh, a little bit more consistently. And that's the thing that makes Southern, I think, scary to me, uh, especially looking at them going down the stretch, is they're number one in the SWAC in the total offense. And they don't have a top 10 score. I believe their 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 uh, highest score is like twelfth or something in the conference. So uh, they really do it uh, from a team perspective in terms of getting point of production all over the place. So uh, those are a couple of things that I noted. But uh, I, I you know I probably would have Howard 
in in, in front of Southern. I think Howard has some some quality wins out there uh, for me. Uh, but before I go any further, let me give a shout out to Pagoon Cook. Uh, with all the turmoil going on down there, they, they managed to scratch yeah. out a couple of wins this weekend. So I, I definitely want to give a shout out to Bethune Cookman. That was uh, macho to see that they could, you know, uh, 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 win through the adversity, if you will, with whatever's going on on campus. Yeah, but call, let, me, let, me, let me let me get back in. I'm not through. How, you, <laughs> you brought out statistics. Howard is number four in the offense. For them to be number two in the league. They're number four, five in the offense and offense in the league. They're number six in defense. And you look at Southern where they rank statistically. If you do, they look like a number two team. Do they look like that top team? And I will also like to give kudos to Bethune Cookman on that win as well. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go overshadow that. But that that finishes my point. Their last three or four teams are against bottom feeders. And look at where they are statistically. That's where I would kind of rank Southern above. Southern's top in the SWAC in scoring, uh, in offense, defense. They're like number three or four. They keep fluctuating. So, do they look like a number two or three team in your rankings? Not not yeah. compared to East Coast school. My East Coast bias about to show up. I got Howard in front of. <laughs> so so here we go. Here we go with that East Coast bias. <laughs> Here we go. And see, that's what I let's get to the root of it. It's that East Coast bias. I, I, knew, I knew it. I knew it. It's that just, East Coast bias. They just play better basketball. <laughs> Tyler says, no, no, it couldn't die. Edward D. Moore says, no, two technical shots have been. One, I'm shaking my head. These refs shouldn't have called that if they weren't shaggy on the roof. Shaking my head. Then I love what he says next. He said, Mr. Data points is back. He laughed. <laughs> Yeah, but now, that's a data point in the building. Let me ask this question, Doc. Uh, as far as the SWAC tournament, the top how many teams make it? Top eight. Yep. Top eight. Right now, Texas Southern is sitting at eight. It's yeah. sitting at eight. It's going to be a very interesting month uh, down the stretch here for Texas Southern. They are sitting right at number eight. Uh, I could not – can't even fathom. You know, you're talking about the defending SWAC – uh, tournament champion, yeah, potentially not making the swag tournament on yeah. the inside. Prairie View and Texas Southern are out, yeah, they're sitting outside. They, yeah, they're they both outside the ball. Yeah, Texas Southern is at nine. You're right, you're right. <laughs> wow. the, no, Texas Southern actually at 10. Prairie View at nine. Bam, you was at 11 and Valley at 12. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. Ew. That's ugly. That's now, real Prairie ugly. Prairie View was tied at four and five with Alabama A&M, Alabama State, and Bethune-Cookman, and Texas Southern is just one game out. So, yeah, in terms of getting in that 7-8 spot, it's going to be interesting, and it's going to remind you, if it's Prairie View, Texas Southern, it might remind you of last year when you get that first round, that 1-8 matchup that we saw Prairie View and Alcorn that went down to the wire. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to be fun when we yeah. talk about the tournament. And I'll let it out now. I will be heading to the MEAC for the MEAC tournament and turn on Norfolk for at least the first part of the week. Then I'll head back uh, to the end of the week and see uh, Birmingham and see the SWAT tournament there. But we'll get in there and get it done. So it's going to be fascinating to kind of watch this hunt down the stretch because uh, on the men's side, it's going to get interesting to see who can just get into the ranking to see what that looks like. A little different out of the 
MIAC, but it should be fun as well. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break, and we'll start talking about some matchups as we look forward to the second half of the season. They actually give these guys, give us some grades. They don't have to give everybody, but they give the A's and they give some F's in terms, uh, maybe some C's in terms of a couple of teams they want to give grades to MIAC, SWAC, and they can even jump out of the um, independence in terms of OVC or um, the Colonial, if you would. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this last break. Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you, got, you guys do for us. Let's say I found the one who takes me to another level. Always stays calm under pressure. Most importantly, the one that helps me discover the coolest places. This sounds wonderful. Come outside, I'll introduce you. You're here. Definitely the one. <laughs> Introducing the all-new Nissan Frontier. At CDW, we get speed as the new currency of success. Our team spends way too much time tending to outdated applications and software when they should be focused on driving application agility and innovation. CDW Amplify Development Services modernizes software and application development to help accelerate innovation and digital transformation. So you mean building new applications, UI, and mobile interfaces? Well, you said you needed to innovate more quickly. Oh, so he's a listener. To do more at scale, trust CDW Amplify Development Services. The analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team if they want a lot left. And who the ball? So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. Before we get into some of these nice matchups, this is Dr. Bill inside the HBC Sports Lab. But we get into some of these matchups. Let me give some updates out there. Uh, obviously, we will have some more updates in terms of what's going on tomorrow. Big day for a lot of folks. Told you about the watch party. Uh, Prairie View will be over there. Check out Mike to see what Prairie View has on the sign list. Get some stuff with Texas Southern. Make sure Charles gives us some updates to Jackson State. They are just seeming to really dominate in a lot of ways. People are thinking that they're going to bring in the number one FCS uh, signing class, multiple four stars, some three stars, obviously some two stars uh, that they've gotten to work and, and some transfers as well. Should be a monster class. The Jackson State FAMU is really doing some stuff well in terms of what they got going on. North Carolina Central has been quiet, but some of my back channel says they put in some good work 
and they're excited about uh, what's going on over there. Morgan State is really ravaging and, and putting some work in the Baltimore DMV area, if you would, uh, in terms of what's going on there. But listen tomorrow, um, Wednesday, uh, A.D. Drew uh, at BCSN Drew, if you would, will be in the house as he will work with D2 football in regards to a Twitter spaces. Uh, they will look at um, signing day from the SIEC perspective. That will be at 7 o'clock Central, 8 o'clock Eastern. Coaches, recruits, fans, come out and let celebrate and welcome these young men as you talk about signing day from the D2 football perspective, particularly with the eyes on the SIEC. Uh, you also have Twitter spaces um, as they continue to do some things with HBC nightly. Um, as well as B.J. Jones and talking about B.J. Jones and Joshua Sims, they'll be on Thursday, the second half of the show, and they'll break down and give us some rankings of what took place on Wednesday from a retrospect perspective. And then they'll announce uh, um, again as they do a little bit of the X's and O's uh, for the new show that they got out there. They announced on Twitter Spaces a couple of, a week ago, I should say. Uh, we'll bring them on and let them do the things. We'll have a special announcement as we – Start to get into baseball. We'll talk about the Cactus Jack, Houston Astros. We have a, should have an interview with Daryl of the Astros as uh, we'll get some things done there. So we're excited about what that will look like in terms of some of those matchups. I'll give you a lot of the updates there. So check us out on Thursday. It should be a packed show as we will jump right into it. So be here early uh, not to miss anything. But with that being said, let's look at some of these key matchups. I'll run it down. Then you can tell me which ones will catch your eyes in terms of what that looks like. Saturday, you have Grambling at Alabama State, Arkansas Pine Bluff at Alcorn, FAMU at Texas Southern, Southern at Alabama A&M, Mississippi Valley State at Jackson State, Bethune-Cookman at Prairie View, and obviously on Monday, you know it flips with Grambling at Alabama A&M, Mississippi Valley State at Alcorn, FAMU at Prairie View, Arkansas Pine Bluff at Jackson State, uh, Bethune-Cookman at Texas Southern, Southern at Alabama State. Men's, women's side, Charles, uh, of those SWAC matchups, which one, what are some games that stick out to you? Monday night, UAPB at Jackson State. It always sticks out because, you know, uh, Coach Don Thornton, uh, she um, has that team always, like, ready to play Jackson State whenever uh, they come to town, you know, as it's our alma mater and things of that nature. So that sticks out for me this uh, particular weekend uh, as far as a matchup that I, I kind of want to keep my eyes on. Before I go to Mike and then we get into some EAC coming back with you, what are some of your grades? What stuck out to you? Who some of your A's, C's, or F's? Uh, what are some grades that you have in the SWAC? Men's or women? You, you talking to you talking to me or Mike? You, Charles. Oh, uh, thinking with me, you before I go to Mike. Yeah, thus far I would probably say uh, Jackson State women a minus. They did stub their toe uh, at Purdue Hustle Place, but for the most part they've been playing consistent basketball. Uh, on the men's side, uh, I would probably uh, stay with Southern as far as an A minus as well. Uh, uh, they really, um, really are eight and one. That's at the midpoint of the season. Uh, and like I mentioned earlier, they're doing it uh, from an offensive standpoint where they don't have a top score that's in the top 10 in the sweat. So those teams uh, stand out for me. Uh, unfortunately, 
you got to go F with Texas Southern. I, I just really did not expect to see this uh, from a Texas Southern basketball team for them to be looking up uh, in the standings in terms of even getting to the SWAC tournament. So, uh, you know, you have uh, both sides of the coin, the, the A's and the F there. So, surprise team, I'm sure you're probably looking at Pine Bluff. What grade would you give Pine Bluff? Probably for Pine Bluff, they would probably be right there at a B. That's a, an impressive six and three to me. Sean Doss is one of the more impressive players in the league. And then I'm going to throw a, a one out there for you because for, for me, North Carolina A&T, uh, they should be right at a B. When you're talking about the top four teams in their conference, I believe uh, they're all already like at 15 wins already. Top team in the Colonial Athletic Conference is already a 20-game winner. So for them to be right there at six and five within the conference, that's impressive to me. Like that, like that. Going to you, Mike, what are some games that you have on your mind that you're looking at uh, this weekend before you give me some grades? Well, I think, you know, if you look at the swag, I think, uh, what is it, Grambling? Uh, Grambling's got to go through the, the the Alabama schools. If I and and some for That's some correct. reason, yeah, Grambling's at Alabama A and M uh, on Monday at Alabama State on Saturday. I I think those will be interesting. Some for some reason, people tend to stub their toe when they got to go to uh, Alabama. Those are the ones that are most intriguing. There are others as well, but those are the ones that stack out. Um, I believe in the MEAC. Is it? Is it who who uh, with who's got to face Howard in the next? Is it the Maryland the Eastern Shore? Do they when do they play play Howard or do they play Howard again? They have they have a, a weird schedule this week um, because they only do the Saturday. Um, they don't do the Monday, oh, okay. like, and they only have two of the teams playing. They have Morgan State at Delaware State, and they have Hampton at Norfolk State. So they have a non-conference game, which is the Legacy Classics. Uh, is taking place, so that I guess that had something to do with the schedule. You had that kind of mix. You got Chicago State at Delaware State on Tuesday, so the only conference game uh, you got going on on Saturday is actually Morgan State at Delaware State. Yeah, but I think the men's basketball, I think Howard's got Maryland Eastern Shore coming up on the 13th. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think yeah. that on Monday. Yeah, that that's the one that also piques my interest. I know it's a little further out than you asked, but that's one that also piques my interest as well. No, you you got you you got all the right to look in the future as, as you like. I don't care about this weekend's game. They'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, this weekend's game. Is like, yeah. that 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 that's basically that's basically what I'm saying. Though. I want to so. get good. <laughs> so, what is some of your grades? Uh, Ooh, some of the grades. Uh, let me start with UAPB, for real. Uh, maybe maybe there are more basketball aficionados, but that six and three, I think uh, CB stated it uh, quite quite pointedly. That six and three is, is impressive, and I give them an A minus. Um, I on the uh, on on the also Southern, I give them an A A minus. Um, eight and one, impressive. They did stub their toe at UAPB, and then on the women's side, um, I give Jackson State. I give them an A minus. I give Prairie View A and M a B plus. Here's why. Ooh. 
Nobody expected Prairie View A&M women to be number three in the swag at this point. They beat Southern and they beat Jackson State. So I give yep. them a B. I give them a B plus, B minus. And then if you look on, if you look on, I guess if you look on the, no, on the you can't bat, give them both a B plus and a B minus. Which one you give? That's what I man. These are my grades. Look, let me let me handle this. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm just trying to figure out how you're gonna record a B plus and a B minus in the grade book. All right, if you if you if you really want to know, so I'll I'll give Jackson State still an A, and I'll give uh, Prairie View and them a B plus. Does that make does that make you feel Thank better? That work. That makes me feel a lot better. I just want to know which one. I I can go either way. I thought the B plus is probably. More official, I, I go with that. I just know if you enter in the computer, you're gonna have a trouble trying to put both the B plus and B minus. So I just thought I'd help a little bit. <laughs> okay, but 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 this is Big Mike's grading system. Let Big Mike's grading system like I'm just saying. All right, and then uh, on uh, Maryland Eastern showing I'm just me. I'm telling you, the student is gonna come after you. You ask me, got a B plus B minus? They're gonna be like, which one? Well, bring them on. Let them come. Right. <laughs> So they don't count right now. It's midterm. Just make sure you do well the rest of the time. Glad so I give you the final grade. Uh, Maryland Eastern Shore, six and one, A plus to me. Sorry, um, no, no, no bones about it. And then again on the women's side, Morgan, Morgan State. I would not have put either of those schools to be have those records at this point in the juncture. So they both get A pluses to me and honorable mention A minus to North Carolina A and T as well as as C B mentioned. Like that. Good stuff. Let me go back to you, Charles. Give you a chance to talk about your MEAC games. Obviously not a lot going on. Um, but I did want to ask you in the mix of that is this legacy classic with Hampton versus Norfolk State. Hampton comes in at uh, 15, 5, and 17, while Norfolk State is sitting at 15, 7, so the record's kind of inverse. Uh, yeah. It's in Newark, New Jersey, as you know, 4 o'clock game. It will be on TNT, which is pretty cool, so we'll get a chance to check it out. Does Hampton have a chance in this matchup? Or is, you know, obviously rivalry games, they tend to be what they are, so people stand mm -hmm. up. What are your thoughts on that matchup? And then you can give some grades for the – yeah, before we shut it down. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I would expect uh, Norfolk State to, to come out on top of this, although I do I do believe uh, A&T and Hampton are playing in uh, a, a conference that, that should, uh, you know, uh, CAA, I believe, is a, more of a, uh, a, a true mid-major conference. So uh, you have to take that into account, uh, to me. I mean, I'm, I'm, I take a look at, nice you know, job. Yeah, they got four teams already that have 15 wins already. So it's it's to me they they they're playing in a, in a league from a basketball standpoint that I just keep notice of. So uh, it's tough on. Um, I agree. Uh, I think they. I would say that they certainly have a high RPI conference. Yeah, league. a high, high RPI. That's, that's I wouldn't what, call them mid major because they're a one bit league unless well Boston doesn't lose. That's the only reason I looked at it like. Yeah, I think of Charleston's already like at twenty one wins in that league, so it's like oh yeah, they top they top twenty five. So if they lose in like the championship game or the tournament, they get mm -hmm. two teams in. But if they're the only one to win it out, nobody else is getting that hard. So they won big. Yeah, um, um, I think uh, Norfolk State should come out on top in, in that in that battle of the Bay in New Jersey. How how that happens, but get, get the uh, look see on TNT. That ought to be pretty fun. But as far as Grays and the Miac, who? 
Howard gets my B plus. Maryland Eastern Shore gets my A minus. Oh, North Carolina, no A's, North, man. No A's in the yeah, A plus. North Carolina, North Carolina Central is at a D right now. I'm just I'm surprised yeah. where they are. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised none of y'all are giving A's or A plus. Just A minuses, B pluses. Tough grade for midterm. Everybody has a stub on their toe somewhere. So you, you just you, you not, can't be clean with the clean A. Yeah. Yeah. A&T, he didn't get them moves. No, no, no. I hate to see what y'all would give Tennessee State, but I'm not even going to ask. I'll leave that right mm-hmm. there. Don't Thank even ask. Listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Inside HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Nyata Kaville with the Dean of HBC Sports. Coming from Inside the Lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Watson and Charles Bishop. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Kaville's Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Watson and Charles Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock Central Standard Time. Join us Thursday. We have some great interviews Stored up for you, big day in terms of signing day tomorrow. Get out, support your institution, check out all the news and updates, Twitter spaces, as you heard from AD Drew. Make sure you check him out as they will get going to give you some D2 updates in terms of good talk on Twitter spaces. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-B-I-L. Inside the HBC Sports Lab 1 uh, on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you check out our fans page, my JBN, my BCN, downloaded 25 year anniversary of BCSN. Don't forget to like, share, uh, subscribe. Go check out the pages and look up as we are doing our 20th anniversary. Support us as we support you. Dream big, continue to move forward. We'll talk with you soon. Charles? Of course. Mike? Lecture. This Smith, I'm gonna tease me. Mike, I thought you forgot he'd been gone so long. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll-